Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. How are you, Nikki? I am so good. How are you doing? I'm glad to be back home and not traveling. Yeah. That's I feel a quick, like I've been doing nothing but traveling uh, since, uh, gosh, since like November. And not that I'm not enjoying the traveling. It's just, it's a lot, you know? So Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But it was really nice to see you. It was fun being in person, and I got this fancy sweatshirt. Look at this thing. Is it your favorite? It is. It's got pockets, like an old man. I just love pockets, and it's comfy. I get it. It's cold here in Cleveland today, so I can just put it on and snuggle in. It's great. I I got one for Matt, and he's been thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, he loves it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. How are you feeling after the event? Great. Totally great. Yeah. How about you? I'm I'm just now. Today's the first day I have felt normal. I'm not kidding you. I uh, I was wrecked, and I mean utterly wrecked. We'll talk about the event, but like just my overall body was not in a good spot for a few mm. days. I mean, you know, it wasn't just the event. You know, you still had air travel and Ubers, and you sleep in a hotel. And you're not sleeping as much, so all that contributed and. I might have had one or two drinks, so I'm sure that didn't help. And the tequila. The tequila. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, um, I get it. I get it. Well, let's let's back up a little bit just in case this is, I don't know, someone's first time hearing us. I don't know. Right. But um, John and I went out to Chicago for the High Rocks North American Championships uh, both of us got suckered in to doing the race while we were out there. We were meant to just go like check it out, talk to people, better understand the race, the vibe, figure out if it was something that we wanted to train for. And both of us ended up running it. So we have like, we have a lot to discuss about uh, the experience and what it's like. But before we get to all of that, it's a big day in the CrossFit world. It is. 23.1 kicked off. The open. shocked? Um, I had a feeling that it was a redo, like a old, old workout redo based off of the cryptic Dave Castro clue. That was my guess was it was like something was going to be a retest, but I had no idea which one. Dave had a clue. Yeah. He posted a clue. It was, um, it was a red, like red arrow going left, like yeah. a stoplight arrow. Like no turn I didn't red. see it. That's weird. Oh, bizarre. I will have to text them. I'll mm-hmm. screenshot them for you and fill you in since I know you can't see his hashtag page. still blocked for how long has it been now? Gosh, it's been a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wah, wah. But yeah, so what he's back to posting his cryptic clues, which never makes sense. But this time totally made sense, I thought. Because when I saw that, I was like, pause, rewind. It's something we've done before, but I didn't know what. What's your opinion on the workout? To be the first workout of the open. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's an excellent test of fitness. I think it is um, a really even medium between like long and short. Like it's not a it's not a traditional chipper. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there that tests uh, a little bit of traditional endurance, a little bit of muscular endurance, a little bit of, you know, ends with that high skill gymnastics bit that most of us are not going to get to or get through. And I don't know, it's just, it's classic CrossFit. If you're good at CrossFit, if you're the fittest on earth, you probably crush this workout. I love everything about it, except for the fact that I obviously am not going to be able to do muscle ups, but other than that, it's totally fine. <laughs> Why don't you be able to, can you not do muscle ups? No. And I certainly can't do them now out of practice and quite thick. It's never too late to cram, Mickey. <laughs> it's never too late to cram. It might actually be too late. Head to the, the gym now. Hay is in the barn, but I gotta say, like, even though I'm horribly out of fit, or out of fit, even though I'm horribly out of shape and unfit, I have a feeling I might do better in the front part of this than I did in 2014, just from experience alone. So that'll be cool to see. It will be cool to see. Yeah, very cool to see. I, I have mixed feelings. About, well, yeah, mixed feelings. Me. I, you know, I like it because I've done it before. I get a chance to see how I did, you yeah. know, or do versus how I used to do it. Um, I can't find my knee socks from 2014, so that sucks. Uh, so I can't recreate the same vibe, you know. 
I had these awesome. Oh. They were they were black with green letters on the side. And they said, "Wait, wait, blood killer." We blood all killer. had them. They were yeah. um, "Life is RX socks," right? Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, I had them um, too. Yeah, I had the black wide killer socks with the green letters, and I had the army green innovates i forget what the number was but they were you know in those, those days they only made one it was like it was one like they were like a flight 245s or whatever like that. Yeah. yeah yeah and they were matching. Oh, my cheeks hurt from smiling oh, oh my god awesome i look <laughs> awesome in them i look so good in them you know like such a douchebag um well i can't find them so that sucks uh but i looked back at my score and i um i finished the cleans in like 1248 or 1250 something. So I had a minute to do muscle ups, which I could not do in 2014 at all. Okay. Okay. So that'll be interesting to see, but you know, I, so I've really prepared for this one by also not doing muscle ups for the last two years. So, uh, Hmm. you know, it'll be great. We'll see. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, I actually am really excited to, to watch Matt do this one because I think he's going to do really well. Um, and I think this is like, such a fun way to celebrate people who've been truly signing up for the open like year over year. Right. Cause this is a really cool example of, you know, we say it every year we're like put in your scores so you can see your scores from previous years and compare your, compare yourself. Like this is a really cool example of that. I like this one uh, for a number of reasons. I've been a little worried about the open cause I've had this ongoing cough now since like November. Yeah. And I just messaged, uh, I messaged my coach yesterday and I was like, man, like if this, doesn't get better i may have to drop out of the open like it's really impacting me and it's hurting my workouts and uh, i'm like but i'm gonna hold off and see i'm like my my problem was is i don't want to go to the red line for three weeks in a row and like make myself worse and worse and worse but the good news is this isn't a red line workout no it's not you know so i'm like thank god like at least the first one you know you don't phone it in but you you should not be laying on the floor gasping when it's over either you know like if you if you are you are either super elite or yeah. you did it wrong. And yeah. I am not super elite and I'm pretty good at pacing myself. So, so I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think uh I don't think this is necessarily a <laughs> red line type yeah. workout. Um, and if I were coaching it when I coach it and we do Friday night lights this week, um, I will recommend like an 80% pace throughout if possible. And well, I think that you can't do muscle ups. You better redline it. Once you that's, get- that's exactly right. If you can do muscle ups, or I guess it really depends on your muscle up capabilities, because if you can do them, if you can string a few and you really think that you need time on the back end to get through them, then yeah, maybe 85%. <laughs> okay, what I, what I liked most about this um, is the fact that this is Boz's very first open where he's programmed all three workouts and that dude is humble enough to respect the crossfit open and the test that we're going to go into that the very first one he did was a repeat of something dave programmed i think that's yeah. really cool I mean, it really speaks to who he is like he he cares more about the test than he does showing off what a great programmer he is yeah and i think the thing to remember too is that we as a as a whole as a crossfit community have sort of always been uh, well, maybe not always all in agreement, but we've always looked at the open as like the true initial test of fitness worldwide. So regardless of who programmed it, I think, you know, the, the vibe over at HQ is these have all been incredible tests year over year over year, and they all, you know, stand out for their own unique reasons. Um, so regardless of who, who said it or who did it or who whatever. And it was always a team effort. I mean, everything is the brainchild of Dave, of course, and he's brilliant, but everyone was in there giving opinions, testing things. He was watching people do it different ways and then adjusting. So, you know, it's always been, there's always been many hands in the pot, so to speak. Well, I'll also say for all you short Kings out there that are (laughs) upset, they're upset about the rowing and the wall balls and the fact that this is a tall boys workout, don't worry. Next week will probably be like deadlifts and thrusters. Smashes. Or yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll all even out, my friends. And yeah. uh, short kings have most of the weight when it comes to CrossFit movements. Yeah, so. well, right right now they're all punching air, though, because, you know, 60 cal row, toes to bar and wall balls is not a beneficial workout for those guys. But, you know, we'll see. Just wait. Just, Just wait. wait. <laughs> 
if our if our podiums have showed us anything, it's that uh, CrossFit does not favor the tall, regardless. Yeah. Well, for everyone that signed up, go follow up uh, when you're on the leaderboard. Do hashtag Make Watch Great again. Follow my uh, custom leaderboard. I'd love to see how many Ooh. names we can get on there. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. You guys That'd can all great. beat me on the leaderboard. I don't think it's going to be hard to do, but you know, I I will not. But that's okay. I was asking Ben this the other night on our other show. I'm like, how many people message you during the open? when they beat you in a workout mm-hmm. to brag about beating you. And he's like, not that many. And I'm like, dude, I get tons, tons. Like, I don't know why people find it a badge of honor to beat the meme Lord. Like, why would you want to go beat the meme guy? Like I'm just some 52 year old guy in Cleveland, you know, and, it's, and I don't spend time bragging about my fitness. <laughs> if anything, it's the right. opposite. Like, right. A lot can of time, I, you know, talking can, about my busted shoulder. Can I like plug your other show for a second real quick? Sure, because ahead. I yeah. listened to uh, scale and bail with John and Ben. Um, and that episode had me rolling laughing. I was laughing so hard. Cause you said that exact thing. You were like, it's bananas. How many people like, you know, get in touch with me and, and tell me that they beat me in the workout, which is just dumb. And Ben just digging this grave for himself being like, yeah, John, that's silly. Cause you're not like out there being like, I'm real fit. Right. We're like, Hey man, wait. And he was like, well, no, you're like not out there being like a fit guy. You're out there being a funny guy. And you were like, Ben, bro. Ouch. And he's like, he's like, no, no, I'm just saying like, you don't claim to be fit. You claim to be like the meme Lord. And you were like, just stop. I was dying laughing. Oh my God. He has his moments where he's just unintentionally funny. You (laughs) know? And, and yeah, Ben's like the nicest guy on the planet. He really is one of those him. people. There are very few people like this, but, but he's one of them where he goes out of his way to not make fun of people. Like he really doesn't like, like a lot of people pick on me. He doesn't at all, you know, but when he does stuff like that, it's always unintentional, which makes it even funnier to me. You know, it's the best. Totally. Well, if it makes you feel better, um, actually this will make you feel worse. Nobody reaches out to me to tell me that they beat me no. because that is just rude. Honestly. Maybe well, because there are so many people that beat me in everything that they're like, it would be a waste of my time to let her know. Maybe. If everybody saw my score from the High Rocks this weekend, I'd have way more people reaching out to me saying they beat me. There's no doubt about that. I don't know. I feel like that is more of an accomplishment than anything, truly. Yeah, Can we talk true. about it? Uh, yeah, we can jump into that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure there's much more we can cover on the Open that the rest of the world's not going to cover. It'll be a fun event. I'm excited for the Open. We'll... We'll talk about our scores and how many people beat us on our next show. But Sure, uh, sure. When are you doing it? Let me ask you that. Do you have like, does your gym do well, a thing? Uh, we do, but I'm not doing it with the gym. I was, I probably would have done it tomorrow, but my, my real job, damn it, is mm. crazy busy tomorrow. So I will go in tomorrow night and judge people. Cool. And uh, then I'll probably do it Saturday after everyone's gone. It'll be me, Jen and Tom and like kind of in the quiet of the gym. You know? yep. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping for Saturday. And then if I get the number of muscle ups I'd like to get, I'm not going to redo it. Okay. But if I don't, then I'm doing it again, probably Monday. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Okay. So. I, every single year with the exception of the last two years, I have redone every single open wad and I've been doing the open since 2011. Um, 2012, 2011. I can't remember. Seven minutes of burpees. That was my yeah, first open. 2012. That was 2012. 2012. Thank you. Um, and then I didn't redo them when I was pregnant. And then I didn't redo them last year because I was very newly postpartum. This year, I have no fitness goals at all, but I might go back to redoing them only because the way I look at it is I am literally already working out. Like usually I'll do them on Friday or Saturday and then I am back in the gym on Monday. So if I am already there and there's a chance to test retest, not because I need to prove to anyone or not because I have like hubris on the leaderboard or anything like that, but just for my own sake, I'm literally already going to work out. Why would I not do the thing that could teach me a lesson? Yeah. That's how I look at it. I think it's a good point. 
Yeah. So we'll see. Can I plug my gym real quick? This is really fun. And I think I've said it on the show before, but CrossFit Windrose in Rhode Island, where um, Dave Cardenas is the owner and programmer, and he's just brilliant. He's a genius. He, for the last few years, has been um, encouraging us to sign up for the intramural open which is really fun. So it's obviously like you, you sign up for the CrossFit Open to get your name on the leaderboard, but within the gym itself, we have an intramural competition where he divides us all into three big teams and we do the workouts uh, at a different time every week. So like this week, it's Friday night lights. Next week, we'll do it on Saturday morning. And it's really fun because you get to collect points for your team in a whole bunch of different ways that is not just winning the workout because that's not fun. I mean, you do get points if you're the top score in the gym for that particular workout, but you get points for like posting a stupid challenge on social media. Like this week, I think it's like one-legged burpees or something. And you have to like tag the gym. You get points for your team for when you judge other people, you get points for your team. You get points for your team when you sign up for the real life open, you get points to take the judges course. Like there's just like all sorts of ways. And then after the three weeks, we actually have a fourth week in our intramural open and it's the solo cup Olympics where we come back into the gym on a, on a weekend and we play like a whole bunch of drinking games. And I would that's another way to get medalists. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the, when the rare one I would win the points shake up dramatically, uh, during solo cup Olympics. And, yeah. um, and there's also okay. non-drinking options, of course, yeah. but yeah, well, there's like a whole bunch of cup and fun stuff. It's athletic brewing, uh, in a upside down yeah. golden. Cause we're in, we're in the open week and no alcohol in the open week. So yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Very sad. So that's that's our plan for the open. Good stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I really enjoy it. Really enjoy it every year. And everyone gets silly. You know, we have like Facebook groups for each team and we like order shirts and do stupid stuff. So it's a good time. It. it brings the gym together. Meet a lot of people. Like people I don't like. I don't know morning people. And it's just fun when they're on my team. I get to judge them. Good stuff. Well, I think that's the best part best part of um the open is the community yeah you know, the workouts are fun the test is good like it's good to have the test but if you're not experiencing friday night lights at least a few times in your crossfit career you're just not doing it right you yeah know? totally all right high rocks oh high rocks. my goodness okay so that's how i sort of started the show by like the whole thing escalated quickly because backstory john you met the high rocks guys in miami mm-hmm. right And it was sort of just this, like, there's a lot of synergy between what you guys do in CrossFit and what we do at High Rocks. You want to come check it out. And I think we were like, yeah, totally, because we had heard of it and didn't fully understand what it was. And the way that the guys explained it sounded cool. And like, yeah, it does sound like a lot of synergy, but like, eh, what is it? It's what? So we went to check it out. And we were supposed to just like cruise around, watch it happen, talk to people, maybe like get insight from CrossFitters on how or why they changed over from CrossFit to High Rocks that weekend. And then something happened. <laughs> then they made us compete. And they made us compete. Well, I had never, I, you know, I had heard of High Rocks, but I'd never seen it. And, you know, I'd, I knew, if, you know, know a few athletes that have done it. Uh, you know, we know Hunter McIntyre that's been on the show a couple of times. Yep. And, you know, he's a champion for them. Like, he's won several. And uh, so I just thought it was like OCR. I'm like, how Same. are you? Yeah. yeah. I thought well, it was like a, I thought it was like a Spartan. But instead of like obstacles every so often, you did like little mini workouts. That's kind of yeah. how I envisioned it. Yeah. And I guess to some degree, that's a fair comparison. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll give kind of our honest opinion. It's a little bit of a fair comparison, but but way more accessible. Like yeah. the, the movements are not nearly as complex or something like any, any Tom, Dick or Harry can walk off the street and, and you should be able to do sled pushes, burpees, you know, uh, farmer's carries, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so it was different in that regard, but man, I underestimated, I mean, truthfully, and I don't underestimate a lot of stuff, Nikki, but I underestimated how hard that thing was as a solo, you know, for a mm-hmm. solo run. So here's what happened. So like two days before we were set to fly out and check it out, we get an email from uh, Keith who runs Fit as PR, who is our host for the weekend and was just wonderful. Him and his wife were are great people and, and, and really do a, a great job in the marketing PR space within this, 
the sports field. Um, so he sends an email and he's like, Hey, the women's champion, Lauren Weeks, who just won a couple weeks ago, same race over in Europe. Um, she has asked, she has volunteered to take Nikki through the course in the women's doubles part of the event. So like teams of two, right. same sex teams of two, where you, you do all the running together, but you split the work and we'll explain in a second what the whole, what the whole shebang is. And I was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm not fit. I'm not anything. And this looks really hard. And I just remember standing in my kitchen being like, Matt, I can't say no. Cause this is like, this woman is going to run. She just won in Europe. She's going to run again in North America to see if she can win there. And then literally like two hours later, she's going to wants to do the race with me. And it was her idea. Like she's a CrossFitter at heart. She saw, listens to the show. She saw that we were going to come out there and she reached out being like, Oh, Nikki's going to be there. She should do it with me. I was like, God damn it. All right. So I guess I'm going to say yes. And then John, you just kind of had FOMO. Yeah, that I mean, it was a mistake on my part looking back on it. <laughs> like, I'll do it. Why not? Nikki's doing yeah. it. I'll do it. I'm always up. Is there a medal? Yes, I'm in. You know, like that's my mindset. You're going to give me a medal? You ever want to get me to do something, Nikki? Give me a medal. I'll do What is it about anything. a medal? What is it? I don't know. I'll do almost anything for a medal. Like, Ooh, okay. you know, it's like, uh, you know, half marathon, full marathon, trail races. What are you? There's a medal. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? You know, it's just like I like getting prizes, like participation trophies. I'm all in. You know. Do you so, keep them all in one place in your house? Yeah, I have a medal board. It's great. <gasps> you do? I do. I'll snap a photo for you sometime. Oh, can you? That'd be great. I like it's actually it out. It's actually more sentimental than that, though, because I also have my daughter's medals on it when she was running so i have like a lot of her bibs and i don't have all her medals anymore because i think her mom made her her own medal board but i do have like several of her bibs from when she was running aau track or high school track or middle school or you know a few first places in there so i love that i only have one bib framed and it's the bib from the new york city marathon and actually i didn't even frame it but dave who owns our gym framed it for me because he's a gem it's a very well, sweet gift. Yeah. Well, anyway, big mistake when I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Let's right. Go. Right. So, so then we get, we get there and we meet the high rocks guys, uh, for dinner the night before the race and John's, uh, into the tequila as you do. Wait, let me, let me preface this. This is the night before the race. The, the flight was the night before the race. And so I get to the airport or I got two hours airport. So I'm like, I'm going to sit at the bar mm-hmm. and I have a couple of tequilas there. <laughs> and and then because I'm bougie AF and I won't fly coach, I had upgraded my flight. So now I'm in first class. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, me and this guy next to me ran them out of bourbon on the flight. That's a true story. Ooh. True story. I didn't have that many, fair enough, but they still ran out. Mm. Uh and so like I was pretty buzzed when we got off the plane. And then we get to the hotel and we start drinking again. So I had a good, I don't know, five or six drinks. Like just having a good time, like in my mind, not even thinking I'm doing the full thing. Like I was just, I don't know. I thought it would be, I'll just go out and I'll do it. And I'll lollygag. It won't be that hard. And right. Right. I'm and you at times you were like, I should be able to ski a thousand meters in yeah. like two minutes. I should be able to whatever. I mean, not two minutes. You know what I mean? But you like had times you like planned it all out. And meanwhile, I was just shitting my pants because I was like, I can't. There's no way I can do this. I'm going to get rabdo. Like I am not fit. I am not anything. There's no way I can do this because at dinner as John's in the tequila and I'm having myself a delicious giant cheeseburger and beer, they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we um, entered you in the ruck division. That's right. You had to wear the the weight vest. I totally forgot about (laughs) that. you guys, no one is listening. Cause they're like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm like, no one is listening to me when I tell you guys that I truly like why no one's ears are open. This is bad. This is going to be real bad. Someone's going to have to peel me off the floor. Um, and then, and it was great too, John, because after our like, you know, night and we never see each other and we're like having a good time and we stay up kind of late and we're, you know, having dinner and drinks. Like you had to run the race at like 9 40 in the morning or something <laughs> stupid like that I, that was my critical mistake so I, i'm making it sound like i was sloppy drunk i wasn't no, even close no, to that. not at all oh my god like no. my, my drinking was spread out from like 
I don't know. I mean, I got to the airport at like three. So from yeah. like three to 1030, right? And so it was kind of a long period of time. Again, not thinking about what was going on. And then they go, oh, by the way, you start tomorrow at like 945 or 950. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is because mm-hmm. yeah, now I also know myself. I've done plenty of races and I know well, now I'm not going to sleep. Right. And so now I have a really bad combination of I'm going to, you know, I've had got too much alcohol in my system. I got to get up early. I'm not going to have sleep. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm just kind of praying at this point that it's not going to be hard. That was my my prayer that went unanswered, completely unanswered. <laughs> okay. Re- can you recount, or, and I can pull it up if we don't have it perfectly. Can you recount what the format is? Explain is, to the people. Yes. It is okay. burned into my brain, Nikki. Okay, explain. All right. So it's a lot of running. It is that fact. <clears throat> so for your CrossFitters, think of it like an eight-round workout because that's basically yeah. what it is. You start with a 1,000-meter run. And so paint the picture. You're in a tunnel. And it's really cool. Like, you know, again, this is just an honest review. I know they paid us to come out there, but I'm going to give you a real honest review of how I felt for the whole thing because I didn't love the whole thing, but I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to do it again. But – you're in this tunnel, loud music playing, TVs. I got a hype person in there. Yep. You know, I've, well, I don't remember her name, but she was great. Daniela. She was She's energy. great. Yeah. Dude, she was high energy all. I don't know. They must put her on uppers or something because she was like crazy you know energy all day. That job, hold on, side story. That job is so hard. I know we've had Logan on the show. Logan Vanderpool is one of my best friends. She's an MC for CrossFit. She has MC'd High Rocks before as well. And that job. Man, if you guys ever want to know what it's like, like just send her a slide into her DMs. Oh my God, can you imagine? She's going to kill me. But just like, it takes so much skill to be like hype and happy and also like understand the track and like learn everybody's name and just like bananas work. So Danielle did a great job. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, anyway, so they got live music playing. They give you a 10 second countdown and then you're off and running. And now you're on a, a track. It's all indoors. So it's an indoor, totally flat track, which is great. And you come around the first turn and there's a big jumbotron. You, now you're wearing a, a, a timer or a, a chip like on a your chip heel. timer, on your, yeah. On your ankle. Yeah. So, you know, you, you look like you've got an ankle bracelet on. So, you know, all the girls think you're a bad boy. It's great. Hey. And hey. So when you come around the corner, you cross the timer and your name flashes on the Jumbotron and tells you where you are in the race. So this is how you don't get lost on an indoor track, which shockingly enough is pretty hard. It's pretty easy to do. Um, so it'll say it. So in my case, it said John Woolley run, which means you just stay until it tells you to do something different. So when you come back around on your second loop, then it'll tell you station one or uh, event one, something like that. Which means when you come back around, there's an indoor or like it's like a tent, you know, or a, what would it be called? Like an archway like a, that says in. Archway. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, like a big balloon. And you come through this thing and then you have to find the first event. First event was a thousand meter ski erg, which, you know, is exactly what it sounds like. You just got to sit there and ski erg for a thousand meters. So you're on this thing for four minutes or so. When you get off the ski erg, you have to come back out and in that same area where you came in there's an uh, out archway so that distance um is significant so you're doing a thousand meters on each run but that the distance in between the events is not an insignificant distance so by the time the race is over you didn't actually run an 8k you ran like an 8.6 or 8.7k yeah and it's really changes your time based on how fast you move between events so it's just you know kind of a fair warning if you ever decide to do one of these things because i was not moving significantly fast in between events what's interesting as a crossfitter though and you know if you go back and look at your split times like i'm pretty good on the ski erg and the rower and like any of the ergs but they're only they're counting your time from the time you came through the indoor um and through the outdoor so your ski erg time is much longer than however long you were actually on the ski erg they're counting that kind of full distance you know so, or whenever you come out of the event, maybe it's a better way to think of it. So just keep that in mind. So like my skier time wasn't four minutes. It was like four thirty something, you know, mm-hmm. it just looks weird on the split times when you're used to what those times are. When you finish the skier, you do another thousand meter run, one K 
you come back in for event two, which was, oh, it was god awful sled push. Now, let me tell you about the sled push on, on the RX weight, Nikki. I'm pretty good on a sled. And mm. I say that humbly. Like, I do a decent amount of sled pushes, and I'm moderately strong. Like, I'm not a tiny dude, you know? No. You're and so big. I got, I got behind that thing. I'm going to tell you thing. a story about that later. <laughs> oh, well, so I get behind this thing. So here's the thing. It was a 50-meter uh, sled push. So I get behind this thing. I take one step, and I immediately knew I was screwed. I'm like, oh, mm. this sucks. <laughs> it's so heavy. So I go down the first length, unbroken. Turn around, come back. I get about halfway, stop, take a smart break. I'm like, I got this. I just, I'm going to give myself a few seconds. That way I can run hard when I get off this thing because I'm not a rookie. I push the rest of the distance. I turn to the head judge. I'm go, where do I run out of here? And he's like, what are you talking about? You have two more laps to go, buddy. And I'm like, uh, excuse me? Pardon? He's like, yeah, you got to go down and back again. I'm like, it's four laps, not two. And he's like, yes. I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, this time I'm arguing with him. I'm like, are you <laughs> shitting me? He's like, no, I am not shitting you. I'm like, seriously, don't, I'm like, don't screw with me. He's like, I'm not, dude, you got to do two more. I'm like, oh, this sucks so bad. And now I know I'm in a bad place. So mm. you got to do the sled, you know, sled push. It was also like, uh, here's a complaint. If they're listening, if you guys listen to high rocks, here's Willie's complaint. You're going to change your whole format over this. Uh, it was like, it was more carpet than grass. Does that make sense? Like, you know, it, wasn't, yes. it didn't feel like AstroTurf, so it didn't slide like it does on AstroTurf. And if you're not in exactly the right position on that sled, it did not move at all. And it's not because I'm weak. It's because it did not move on that turf, whatever it was. Okay. So, An unpopular opinion. I kind of like that. Because you do have to find the sweet spot, and it's just one more skill that you need to kind of like figure out with well, it. I figured it out after three and three quarter. You did. You did. Pushes. I watched you push it. It was all uh, good. Yeah, it was not fun. I did not enjoy that. So then you do another 1K. <coughs> also, not fun. At this point, you're getting tired because now you're 3K in. Then you got to do a sled pull. Lighter weight, thank God, because we've been the same weight as a sled push. Zero chance that would have happened. Um, and they gave good coat. Like I, the event organizer, uh, Mo, who we had on the show, was uh, in um, Douglas. We're both like kind of wandering around watching me, shouting instruction. Make, you know, cause, shouting hey, at you. Yeah, because your boy didn't read any instructions beforehand. No, that but, was the other thing is like we we would jump. We literally jumped in like we didn't get athlete briefings. We didn't get packets. We didn't do shit. We were just like, oh. yeah, let's just. Here's how blind I went into it. I'm like, I'm going to run the first one K behind somebody who's done this before and just follow them into the first event. So I know exactly where to go in. Like, that's a true mm -hmm. story. So I was really blind. But you do the sled pull and you have a kind of a box in which you can stand with them and you can't leave the box. And so they taught me very quick, lean back into it and pull as you're leaning back. That wasn't super hard. It was just a lot of work. And again, it was four times, not two. So that sucked. Um, and very difficult and way slower than I thought it was going to be way slower. So that wasn't fun. Uh, I guess I, I take the bag. It was fun. It was different. Something I don't train a lot. Another one K run. Uh, then you come in and do what's the next event. Was it the row? One K row. Yeah. Yes. One right. K row was event four. And uh, that was actually okay. I mean, you know, I'm used to doing a 1K row. That part was actually funny for me. Like, um, why? They, um, because I'm a CrossFitter who rows a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm going to say this um, kind of humbly uh, I'm a decent rower. The problem is the guy next to me was rowing like he was trying to pull the chain out of the rower. He's like giving it one of these huge, like, <laughs> like he's kind of humping the rower, you know? Yeah. It's about. By the way, we have this a little out of order. I'm going to come back. But yeah, anyway. I just I just saw that. It wasn't – it was actually burpee broad jumps before rowing, but we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to those. So um, anyway, so the people around me were rowing. It was funny to watch them row, you know, just humorous to me because I'm used to rowing. But I didn't go off any faster than them, so I shouldn't have made fun, I guess. There you go. Yeah, so a 1,000-meter row. And then if we were in the right order, burpee broad jumps, it was 80-meter burpee broad jump, which on – 
paper doesn't sound that long, but they had it all in a straight line. And when you look all at a straight once. line, mm-hmm. it looks like a freaking mile. Like it was forever. Yep. I had two complaints here. The first one is they had cameras everywhere, like on the sides. And so they're literally taking photos of you as you're doing burpees. And I don't know if you've ever had a photo of yourself doing a burpee broad jump, but none of them come out good. None. <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong. The photograph itself is good. The subject matter, not so good. Everyone <laughs> looks like an idiot doing burpee broad jump. nothing you can do about it. Side note. So... I was taking video of John while he was working out and we we put together a video blog that we're going to, we'll talk about at the end of this episode. Um, but there's an awesome clip of me getting shots of you rowing and I'm like right in front of you so that like the flywheel has got air going through right. my, going to my face. And in the video, I heard, I hear you say, don't get a shot of my ball sack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you were zooming in on the twins. I was nervous. It's nowhere near your ball sack in the shot. Hey, it look. was great. It was awesome. Cause you were just like out of breath and you were like, Hey, quit that shit. I was rowing for my life, Nikki. You were, it was, and, you were doing great. You know, I, you know, women don't, you, women have a lot of bad things they have to deal with when they're working out. True. A lot of bad things, you know, particularly after you have kids, you know, this like your body does mm-hmm. weird stuff. Men don't have that many problems. But the one problem we can have if you're wearing the wrong underwear or shorts is, you know, the Bush twins are going to make an appearance. It's not good. It's, so, I never have thought about it until yes. then. So. so, yeah, I just wanted you to be careful. I just didn't. I made really sure want... not to include any compromising shots in our video I, blog. I'm very, I'm very, uh, very pleased. Yep. Uh, anyway, so then you go out after, then you go do another run, come in, and you have to do a farmer's carry. And now this is one, I got to be honest, like, uh, I thought I would smoke this. I do a lot of farmers carry. I have good grip strength. I do them heavy. Like the, I, you know, I don't, we don't screw around with them at the gym. Like, and we do long distance, man, that killed me. It was so hard. Mm-hmm. I at this point I'm exhausted. Also, let me circle back to my tequila story earlier. It was mm-hmm. at this point in the race, I quit sweating. That's when I right. knew things were not going well for me. Now, for anyone who's ever run a marathon or half marathon or, or done any kind of endurance workout and uh, have become dehydrated, kind of your first sign is your body's not sweating anymore. And so I'm like, oh, this isn't good, right? And so that probably explains why I was so tired. It was when the chills came on later that I knew I was in a really bad place. But I kind of navigated my way through the farmer's carry. It's 200 meters. It's through like a, a snaking kind of pattern. You know, yep. to do it. So you're having to turn corners with these two 53 pound kettlebells, which again, aren't that heavy, but after you've already run a 5k, it's, and done the other things, it's uh, pretty exhausting. Yeah. So that was not fun. Go run another one uh, K and then you come in and you have to do a hundred meter sandbag lunge. Now this is the one that this one hurt my feelings. I'm not gonna lie. It was just not fun. Here's why two reasons. Uh, first of all, when I, when I came in, I got the sandbag. It's only 40 pounds, <coughs> which again, is not super heavy by sandbag standards. And, and I've been training sandbags for the last four months, tr- working up to the gauntlet. So I'm like, I'm going to crush this. I had literally texted my coach and said, I'm going to do the sandbag lunges unbroken and kind of blast through this. Oh, I'm all bravado the day before, apparently, um, <laughs> all bravado. That's okay. So, yeah, so I tossed a sandbag on my shoulder, and uh, the woman who's running that event, or you know, the head judge at that event, literally shouts at me. She goes, "If you drop that off their sh- your shoulders, you're disqualified." And now I'm yeah. like, "Oh," because again, mm-hmm. I did not read the briefing, so I didn't know this was part of it. I was kind of planning to go out, do some, drop the bag, do some, drop the bag, like get smart breaks. And now nope. you can't drop the bag. And nope. if you've ever had to hold heavy weight on your shoulders or in any position for an extended period of time, it is emotionally and physically draining. And I knew I'd be out there for at least four minutes, at least, you know, Mm -hmm. now here was where my real problem came in because I didn't read the briefing. Again, you're in one of those kind of like snaking patterns, but what they didn't, and there were white lines marking, uh, I want to think it was like maybe every 10 meters or so. Yeah. What they didn't tell you is you don't have to lunge around the corners. So right. I probably I probably did 20 more lunges than I needed to do 
and nobody told me otherwise. And, and the judges that are on the course weren't telling me. I think they, they just up, thought you were going for extra yeah. credit, man. They're like, this guy just fucking loves lunges. Let's just let him yeah. go. That's what they were thinking. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what is going on? It's not fun. Um, another 1K run. And then your final event is wall balls. Now, here was the problem. So the, the final event is out by the front door of this event. And remember at the beginning where I said there's an in and an out to all the other events. Well, no one told me that in order to get into the wall balls, it's a separate entrance. So I actually ended up doing an extra full lap to figure that out. So I didn't run a 1K. I ran a 1.5K, which really sucks in hindsight. Like, added in like fairness, extra- had we done the briefing, had we... Had we got the paperwork and the briefing, yes. they would have told us. Oh, I'm sure. If I had done any kind of research beforehand, I probably would have figured it out, you know. But anyway, so I did an extra half K run. And uh, then you come in and do 100 wall balls. I'm not kidding you, Nikki. I don't know who my judge is. I should send him flowers. He should have no rep me 15 times. He didn't know rep a thing. Every Like my first, I'm so tired and I'm wearing running shoes, which I love, by the way. They're my new favorite shoes on the planet. Yep. But I'm wearing running shoes and running shoes, as you know, the padding is far different CrossFit shoes. And I have not done wall balls in running shoes probably ever, you know, in a decade at least. And so I'm kind of rocking, you know, like, cause my feet yeah. are in a bad position. Yeah. And so and the, they're first soft. Three, the soles are soft. Yeah. And, and I'm tired on top of that. So I kind of missed like where I should be aiming on the target for at least the first five. And he's just counting one two, three. And every time he's counting out loud, I'm like, God bless you. I love you, dude. I'm just going to keep throwing here until you you say I can't anymore. And then uh, Doug or Mo or somebody came up behind them like, Hey, you got to throw to the higher target. I'm like the hell I do. He's counting. And I just keep throwing. (laughs) And it was a hundred, hundred wall balls, hundred wall balls. But to be fair, it was a much lighter weight. It was a 14, a 13 pound ball for the men. So I did like a set of 20, and then a set of 15 and a few 10s and then my a final set of 20. And then I collapsed over the finish line at a really way slower time than I wanted. But yeah, slower than you had expected, but way slower than I expected. But an excellent job. Nonetheless, you had big ambitions, but also had no idea what to expect. And what did you, what, what was your end up time? Oh, uh, it was like an hour 45. I, um, and to be fair against the time, not only did I lose significant periods of time from not knowing what I was doing, I was also screwing around on the course quite a bit. Like in the burpee broad jumps, I'm just talking to the judges for minutes at a time. You know, Take so a break. What you here, you know, they're just looking at me like I'm an idiot. Like, you know, during my breaks, I'm like, hey, do a couple for me, would you? You know, they, yeah. none of them had a sense of humor. One, one of them had a sense of humor. The rest of them just mm. looked at me like I was an idiot. But so. <laughs> Well, it was wonderful watching you because you, you did, honestly, you were moving at a good clip and I know that it was really hard and it was harder than you had expected. And it's just different. It's just a different type of training than we normally do. And I thought you crushed it really. I did have a few people notice me out on the course. So that was kind of fun and different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which, cause it's not a CrossFit event. I wasn't really expecting anyone to notice. And so I'm like running around and some guy runs past me. He's like, Hey John, and he gives me a fist bump. He's like, what event are you on? I'm like, I'm going into seven. I'm like, what are you going into? He's like, I'm going into seven. I'm like, when did you start? And he started like 20 minutes behind me. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I wish it. I hadn't asked. <laughs> no, there were, there were so many CrossFit people. So many. And this is really what's fun. So we watched you go and then we watched the elites go and the elite 15 are just like another breed, just like an elite CrossFit. It's, it's just those, those people are superhuman. They went through the entire course in like an hour. Um, and they were just, they were lightning fast and did everything uh, like masterfully. And they were really, really fun to watch. And it's cool because the entire event is kind of like, it's like a big empty hanger kind of, and they sort of like build a track around the outside and all the events are laid out in the middle. And then for the elite 
competition, they condense it so that all the events kind of take place in the same little competition floor. And as the elites are running laps around the building, you're watching (laughs) the event organizers like change over the competition floor so fast so that when they come back in for their next event or their next, you know, whatever thing that they're doing, it's, it's a completely different competition floor. And it was really, really cool to see. And I love the elite 15 men started like 25 or 30 minutes before the elite 15 women. So there was quite a bit of crossover where you were kind of watching two events happen at once. And it was cool. Very cool. And then after we had a chance to watch them, I still had plenty of time before I was racing. So again, all day, I'm just shitting my pants. And we had a chance to walk around and talk to people and meet a whole bunch of different amazing folks who some people were, were, or are CrossFitters who like literally just CrossFit every day. And that's their only training. And they sign up for these events every so often to like, check them out and just like, see what their fitness can do for them. A lot of people were also CrossFitters who have sort of switched over or they sometimes even switch over seasonally. We talked to people who like they like to train high rocks for a part of the year and then they like to do the open and train CrossFit for the rest of the year or whatever it may be. And that was really cool. And a lot of the people that I talked to, you know, one of them sticks out in my mind specifically is a CrossFitter forever. This gentleman who was actually in your division, John. Um, and he explained to me that he ended up doing a whole bunch of high rocks races because a lot of the CrossFit movements that he has trouble with are a little bit more technical and uh, mobility related oftentimes, right? Like he has a lot of trouble with overhead squats, uh, trouble with double unders too, but he can do all of the high rocks movements. And so the test for him becomes a lot more about fitness and a lot less about that skill work that he does need to work on, but that can oftentimes be frustrating, maybe a little bit disheartening. So it just felt really accessible to him. Um, And so him and his partner there had run like five, four or five races. And there's a really great interview with him um, in our video blog. So again, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, but you guys should go over there and watch it. It was really cool just chatting with people. There was a guy we talked to who like just beat cancer like two months ago and he's running high rocks, like crazy, crazy people. Yeah, there were tons of people like that. And it was really, um, it was amazing how many people were there overall. I mean, thousands. Mm -hmm. Thousands. You know, yeah. I'm used to one of these CrossFit events and it's usually the competitors and their families. Yep. And you'll have a few people watching and, you know, but this thing was like, it was packed like a semifinals for a CrossFit mm-hmm. event. It was, it was really interesting how many people and people coming from all over. It wasn't just people yeah. lived in Chicago, like they're flying in for this thing. Yeah. And all day. That's the other cool thing is like, it felt kind of like an expo kind of like regionals or or like a, like a semifinal. You're right. Cause it was like, it was packed when you went first thing in the morning, I didn't go until four something in the afternoon and there were still heats. The relay, the four person relay division didn't start until after all the doubles went. And it was like all day long, there's people, there's vendors, there's people in the stands, there's people just walking around. Like it was just really, it was really fun to feel like you were a part of something really big. And that community element that oftentimes you get like if you run a big race or if you go to an elite competition, that community vibe was definitely like palpable. Like you could feel it. Yeah. You could really feel it the whole time. Yeah, it was interesting. I think there were, you know, some good and bad with it. I think on the good side, um, they run heats all day long. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the increment? Was it every 20 minutes? Sorry, every something 10 minutes? Like, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it may be every 10 minutes. So you never, because there's always new heats coming in, you never feel like you're getting passed or running against other people. You're kind of running your own race. And so from a stress level, particularly after you're out there for an hour, it takes a lot of the stress off of you Mm -hmm. because you don't feel like you've got just people passing you constantly. And matter of fact, you're passing people and it keeps you kind of mentally in it. So I thought that part was, was really unique and different. I think on the downside, it's run mostly by volunteer judges. So you have to be comfortable with the judges, the judging being really loose. Well, yeah. and to, to the, that point, and, and Mo talked about this a little bit on the episode we did with him. He's one of, he's the event founder and, and you guys should go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. They have very strict judging standards for the elites, right? Cause those people are racing for titles and for prize money. And 
admittedly, the judging is much looser when it comes to the open divisions. That's not to say that if someone is capable of a movement that they won't hold you to it, but it's more to be welcoming and not alienating that there, listen, there are some people who really are not fit and they walk this whole thing and it takes them four hours. And for that person, if they're not getting to the proper depth on their wall balls, but they sure as shit are going to stand there for 15 minutes and try to get a hundred wall balls, they are not going to say, no, you can't do it or no, you can't go on or no, we're going to no rep you all day. You didn't have to expose me like that, Nikki. Jesus. So I do, I do like that. And that's, that's sort of very much part of their culture. Um, so to a point, I like it, but to a point also, um, yeah, as the sport grows and they have fewer volunteers and more people who sort of like have experience doing it and, and more standards come into play. I'm sure, I'm sure that will also mature. Well, the truth is though, you don't really, you know, there were only one or two events where you even needed a judge, like, cause you can't cheat a farmer's carry. You just can't. You can't cheat the thousand meter row or the ski erg. You just need somebody to validate that you did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this you can't cheat a sled push as long as you hit the distance. So it's like you really only need like one or two people making sure you make distance. You don't need a lot yeah. of judges. Really, the only thing you needed someone really watching was the wall balls because of depth um, and the lunges. Because yeah. you, if you couldn't put the sandbag down and also the burpees, because they have pretty strict burpee standards where you're not allowed to like your, your hands must replace your feet. You can't like right. lean forward into a burpee. So I can see people. They were judging it. that, that I thought they were judging pretty strict. Like I yeah. heard them, you know, talking to people, shouting at people about that. Not mine. Cause my burpees are just awesome, but every, everyone else, uh, yeah. they were shouting at. So yeah. That so, part was interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. And I just had, I had a, such a different experience from you, John, yeah, because I went in the mixed in the, in not mixed doubles in the same sex doubles in the ruck division with Warren weeks, who came in third that morning for the women, by the way, let me just say this out loud. I use having an 18 month old baby toddler, whatever, as an excuse for not being fit. Warren ran last year's finals, like championship, eight months pregnant and like did not come in last, right? So giant, she was giant, ran that race last year. This year, she's seven months postpartum, won the European title and came in third here in, in North America. How much time was between her third place finish and her running with you? It wasn't long. It was like like, less than three weeks. No, no, no. The, when she ran and finished third at the event we were at, and then she ran with you, it was like an hour. Oh, 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 oh. how much? Yeah. Like two hours, three hours. Like Like, it was enough time. Like I was still at that point, two hours afterwards, I was up in my room crying in the shower like trying to get my life back together and figuring out how I was going to get my pants back on to go downstairs. And she's like getting ready to do it again, put on a weight vest, put on a weight vest and do the harder version. Now, you know, it was great. Um, so I, first of all, the vest was heavy to, to me. It was a 15 pound vest, which is heavier than women's vests normally in CrossFit. Uh, it was nice. It was snug. It was a nice um, vest. Very nice. It was vest. a nice vest. It was a go rock. Um, but I, I will say that just like in general, my experience was very different from yours because I actually, I spent all day shitting my pants being so scared that I wasn't going to be able to handle it. It was a lot, not easier, but a lot more doable than I thought that it was going to be. And for me, you know, we, we both did the running together and then we split the work. Then again, we had the vest on. So I don't really know, kind of like half a one, whatever, just doesn't have another. Um, I just hated running with the vest. I hated running with the vest so much where like your first thousand meter run, your first 1K already sucked. Where I feel like when you came out of the tunnel, your first run, you're like, this is amazing. Let's see how it goes. You know, you don't really start feeling it until your third, fourth, whatever. That first run instantly was just like, it's hard to breathe. There's pressure on your chest. It's tough on your shoulders. So I just hated everything about running with the vest. And that was most of the race was running. So I... I enjoyed myself. I had fun with Warren. We chatted the whole time. That really got me through. We talked about everything. We talked about mom stuff. Talked about working out. All like everything you can imagine. Um, she's amazing. We need to have her on the show. 
she's like seven months postpartum champion of high rocks, like, like got her nursing degree, like just crazy, crazy, amazing woman. We'll definitely have to have her back. And she pulled me through, but I truly think number one, I'm dying to do this again because it was so much fun. I loved being a part of it. And, and now that I know that I'm capable of it and I don't think I'm going to get rabbed out because only because I'm unfit. Um, now I have like actual goals I would love to work toward, but number two, I don't want to do the ruck division again, because I think I would truly enjoy myself. I think I would have so much fun feeling good on the runs that I'd be able to like push it more. And it would just be like a vastly different experience for me the next time around. And I would love to do another doubles, maybe mixed doubles. Maybe I can convince Matt to do it with me. Like I just, I had a, I had a really, really good time and it was hampered only by the vest. So take that out of the equation. And I think I found the type of event that I would want to redo year over year over year. I love it how you and Lauren are like running. Your running look great, by the way. And you Thank guys you. are out there running. You're talking about kids and life and family. And I'm just turning mine into an hour and a half AMRAP of complaining. Like that's that's all it was. You guys, are just, you guys are smiling the whole time, just talking. Like the only time I ever saw you get kind of grumpy was on the sled push, and you had a shoe malfunction. Oh yeah, my you shoe know, fell off. Like your yeah. shoe fell off, and you you're like you could tell you were annoyed that your shoe came off. You know? Stupid. Yeah. But otherwise, you were fine. And you're really downplaying your fitness. I say it aloud, Nikki. You won a gold medal. Like, here's what happened to us. We're, I'm in the back. You went off to do an interview. Yeah. And you're just gone. Gone for like 30 minutes to the point that everyone I'm with, they're like, where is Nikki? And so I'm back there creating memes, putting your face on a milk carton and putting in the group yes. chat. Like, where did Nikki go? And they're all like amazed how quick I can come up with memes. So I'm, you know, showing off. And, totally. uh, and then Mo comes in. He goes like, oh, I found her. I'm like, where was she? He's like, she's on the podium. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, we had no idea. She won a gold medal. I'm like, are you <laughs> shitting me? Or I'm like, are you shitting me? He's like, no. So we go running over there and there you are. Gold medal. Just, hey. Okay. You know, just casually go out. A couple moms just go win this thing. You know? <laughs> Let me just caveat the shit out of that real quick. So we did come in first place in our division, which was same-sex doubles with a ruck. We came in first out of three teams. First is first. <laughs> first, is first. first, first is first. First is first. Um, and I will also caveat that by saying I did have the women's national uh, European champion on my team. So there's that. But I'm actually not even going to put too, too much weight on that because we truly went at my pace. Like, Lauren, we, you are only as good as your slow person. And um, we split everything 50-50. Yeah, you killed so, it. You did great. Yeah, yeah we did really well. And I thought, like, it, it really was not, like, I'm going to row 220 and she's going to row 120. You know what I mean? It was, like, right. I rode 220 and she rode, like, two because we were going at my pace. Right. So, um, and she's much fitter than I am, but uh, but it was... It was mainly at my, they said that ahead of time when the guys were like, Lauren wants to take you through the race, but she promised to go at your pace. I was like, no shit. Yeah, like, and she, there's no option. Well, there's an option. And she did like to her credit, I've done workouts with games athletes before. And if you've never had the privilege of doing a workout with a games athlete, they usually try to make you puke. And they're real good at it too, by the way, they get you in that spin cycle, you know, where you just mm -mm. can't catch your breath. Mm -mm. And you know, she's CrossFitter. Like she's, you know, been a sport and I think she's a regionals athlete, maybe if I'm remembering right. Yep. So she's super fit, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, to her credit, you could tell, you know, she said to us, we're like, are you really going to go do this race? She's like, yeah, well, if I wasn't doing it, I'd be doing a two hour cool down anyway. I'm like two hour mm -hmm. cool down. Like, what are you, who are you? Who does yeah. that? What kind of yeah. savage she's done are this you? Before. She's yeah. done it before. She's, she said that she was like, usually I'll do the race in the morning and then I'll do something, maybe the doubles or maybe whatever in the afternoon to cool down. She had never done the ruck right. before, which is why she wanted to do it that time. Um, but no, it was, yeah. So she was going at my pace. So we did crush it because I'm going to, I'm going to take that one as a personal win. Gold but, medal, Nikki. Yeah. Medal. I, I have a gold freaking medal, which is just is bananas. Cause I spent like three days <laughs> only terrified and then it ended up going really, really well. And I think, I think anyone who trains in CrossFit is fully capable. I think it's a different type of event. And I think it's a really fun test. And I personally, I, 
I don't consider myself a runner, but under the proper conditions, I really enjoy running. I like it with a partner. I like it when it's outside in the summertime and I like it like on my Peloton treadmill listening to great music. So there are, there are a few different ways that I really enjoy a running event. And I think that this partner situation is really fun. Maybe someday I'll do it solo, but the next one I'd like to do just partners again, but without a vest. I'm doing it solo again. I can't live with my time or my placement. I can't live with it. I just, I have too big an ego. I know it's shocking. No, I think that's Um, great to know that about yourself. Matter of fact, it's a true story. I got back to Cleveland and I immediately messaged my coach, Jen, who you know, and I'm like, Jen, we got to talk tomorrow about high rocks. And she's like, all right. And so I roll into the gym at a meeting there anyway. And I grab a marker and I walk her over to the whiteboard and I'm like, here's what we're doing. And we plotted out my, I'm like, here's the goal. I'm doing high rocks again in June. I got to become a better runner. I've got to drop some weight because I'm a better runner when I'm lighter. And these events don't call for, you know, mass. They call for speed. Yep. Um, and I'm like, I'm 52 years old, so I can't put 25 miles a week on my body and running, which is what you would need to do to get really good at an 8K. So we're going to have to work in some ergs and some rowing and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, some assault runner and some other things. But I need to get the equivalent of... 25 miles a week on my body between now and then. And we got to change my nutrition. And uh, so we worked it all out in about five minutes. And and so that's my next goal is to yeah. post a better time in June, New York city. Here we come. Yeah. New York in June, I think is, is John and I will be at that race. And um, this is really cool. Quick plug. Um, Hyrox is willing to, give a discount to our listeners if anyone is interested in signing up for any North American race for the rest of the season. You can use code K and C10, like K ampersand C, the number 10, um, at checkout on highrocks.com. That's H-Y-R-O-X. And you can get 10% off your registration for any North American race for the rest of the season. We'll put that in the show notes too, so you don't lose it. I thought they ran a great event. Yes. I, mean, I know they brought us out. I told them when they offered to do it, I'm like, look, I'll, I'll come out, but I don't put my name on anything that I can't give an honest review. And they're like, we want you to give an yes. honest review. Yes, um, they did say that. And I thought it was well run. It was on time, which for me is a, a huge thing. Like I hate yeah. events that go late. It just pisses me off to no end. I can't stand it. Um, I thought the way they treated the athletes was, were really good. Like, you know, it's just a bunch of amateur athletes for the most part. And that was well organized for where you keep your stuff. And like it was in a, the venue was good. Mm-hmm. Vendor village wasn't overwhelming, you know? Um, and it had a real good community spectator vibe, which were all things I really liked. Um, you know, my critiques, like I said before, the judging was a little weird, you know, or at least different than what I'm used to, but it actually kind of reduced stress. So I guess it's kind of a plus and a minus to some degree. Um, And I, you know, I didn't look up the info before, but I talked to a few people who also said that the info is kind of hard to find online. Like if you haven't run one before, your first time is a little weird anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit of a critique that maybe it could be clearer, but you know, maybe we'll, we're helping with that by doing this. Yeah. Um, But you know, overall, I saw a lot of smiling faces, Yeah, even the people standing in line waiting to get their ankle chips, you know, like, and that's a good sign, you know, you, not a lot of complaining and I've been to plenty of CrossFit events where you hear a lot of complaining. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I really liked it. And, and I do think for those of us that are competitive by nature, now I have, (laughs) I have one more hobby. Awesome. Uh, I'll have to sell a few guitars to get good at this, but (laughs) But I do think like it does give me something like, all right, you know, I know how I stack up against CrossFitters and my stack ranking on this was lower than I am by percentage in my same age group. And so I'm like, well, can I get to the top 10% of this age group? Like, Mm. am I able to become a, a, you know, good enough runner and hit the events that I can improve my time that much? Or am I just good at muscle ups? You know, am I better, am I a better skill work athlete? And that's maybe why I'm okay at CrossFit. You know, I don't know. Um, It's a good question. Yeah. But it gives me something to test. It's another test. And I think that's kind of cool. I love that. I love everything about it. Just it's really good vibes, man. It's good vibes all around. Um, And something that we did that was really cool. We were there is we, we had a bunch of video 
that we captured and we put together, I'm calling it like a video blog kind of, it's pretty informal, but it's, it's our first real like live show that we've ever done together on location at an event. Um, and we're going to upload that to our YouTube page. And so if you listened to this and you're interested in like seeing more from the event and hearing some really, really cool stories from uh, people who have run it, from participants, from the elites, uh, some great footage of John and me running the race, um, please head over to our YouTube and check that out because it was it was just an experience. And I truly think that until you see it, it might be a little bit difficult to fully comprehend. So I hope that we give you a better picture uh, via video. And well, via two things. I'll drop blog. it in the show notes. So they should be able to click a link in the show notes to this on the audio channels to see it. Sweet. And I'll drop also drop it back into this live stream into the show notes for this. So you'll have it on both. Uh, the other thing that was really funny for me watching it back, Nikki, and I think you'll appreciate this. As soon as it comes on and we do our immediate intro, I'm looking at it going, man, you can tell which one of us has been on camera and which hasn't because you are so comfortable from a camera. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to say. Where should I be looking? I don't know where the camera, like you're looking right at the camera and making great contact. And I'm just like looking anywhere but the camera. I'm just like my ADD was kicking in or something. I don't know, but. It's like, man. Oh, good. Oh, good. We're a little awkward. We are who we are. It is. You got to coach is. me through this stuff. It was. Got you. Uh, yeah. Next, we just have to do it more. Send I'm us never, to more events, everyone. Let's I'm do it. I'm never going to get on the CrossFit Games broadcast, though. Someone's going to see that and like, who is this dipstick that Nikki's working with? What? No. No wonder this guy does memes. He's terrible on the air. It's not like that. Oh, it's pretty funny. Actually, I had a good laugh at it. So. I, I didn't uh, listen to all the audio, though, as I was downloading it. Did you upload the part about my balls? Did you put that in? No, I took that right out for you. I did not show your balls, nor did I keep that audio in. They You're welcome. The, they would have been the stars. They would have been the stars. True. I, we could have made that the thumbnail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of know. show is this? No, I, I actually cut a lot out. Like, <laughs> I cut out that guy's squeaky chair at the bar. You're like, man, John's got a double chin. Um, <laughs> no, it, like, it was a fun. It was a fun weekend. It was fast, um, but you know, huge thumbs up. I'm looking forward to New York. I can't wait to go. Same. I'm stoked. Um, I'm really excited to not run with the best. Yeah. Well, for the record, we're not leaving CrossFit, but we're going no, to oh my God, no. and uh, we'll cover a little of both for a while. And I think we'll get some really, like, there's some really interesting stories in this community and we'll definitely have Lauren on. Yeah. Um, she has a great story and there's a snip, some snippets of her in that uh, um, video that you put together. And so you don't really get her full story, but I think you get a gist of, you know, why she's such a cool person. Yeah. And uh, there's a few others we need to get on from there that I think, you know, people would want to hear because it, it's yeah. actually absolutely applicable to what we do. Totally. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to convince a bunch of people at my gym to run it with me because we were talking about doing a run club in the spring and finding a race to train for. And uh, New York in June is pretty close to us. So that would be really fun. A really fun way to translate our skills over. If you go win another gold medal, I'm kicking you off the show. I 100% will not. That will never happen again. That was a fluke, but I have the medal. You should have worn it on the episode. If I had won, I you have. could guarantee I would be wearing it right now. I would have worn think it about work. it. I would, nope. I'd be wearing it every day. I have not unpacked my suitcase yet. That's the life I'm living right now. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Don't judge me. All right. Anyway, I'm going to go put my baby to bed. All right. Well, super fun as always. Great to see you. Likewise. And uh, for everyone listening, uh, we'll be back next week. Chat with you guys soon.